All right. Hi, everyone. We are back. We took a quick minute away so that I could put an angel food cake into the oven, just like our last podcast. I told Nana, I want to make one. So she said, go ahead. And she was saying, as I'm using a store-bought cake mix and adding a third, one and a third cup of water, how much easier that is than, what did you say, 12 eggs, Nana? Yeah, yeah she had to separate 12 eggs and then... <clears throat> The only beater we had was one of the old hand cranked ones. Which, in sign language, that's the sign for, it used to be the sign for eggs, but then now it's changed to look, it looks like you're cracking an egg instead of beating them, like the she, old hand one. But you had to separate a dozen eggs. And a speck of yolk ruins no it. No yolk to be No yolk. That's no joke. No yolk. Also, we wanted to tell our beloved listeners that Nana seems to have gotten a frog in her throat. It's the only pet, I guess, allowed in this house. I'm kidding. No. Nana is going to be sipping on some decaffeinated English breakfast tea. And so if you hear a pause, it'll be Nana sipping some tea just to make sure that we can keep her voice nice and, you know, not froggy. Uh, What were you saying, Grandma, that you... uh, only have you've never smoked a cigarette the only smoke you've ever inhaled has been secondhand smoke because right. when bub was in the service he smoked because it was what you did he he served in the korean war and that got me thinking about bub because we've been missing him lately and last august this last august last month august 2nd would have been your 62nd anniversary right and you guys were married for 60 years before he passed away and I have the pictures that if anyone wants to see, you wear it around your neck. You have you and him in a heart on from your wedding day. And um, your great-grandson, Charlie, what did he tell you? That's you. I don't know who that guy is, though. That is not Bub. <laughs> but what was your wedding day like? It was very hot. It was the 2nd of August. And... Uh... August is a hot month out here, usually. And you were in California. We were in California. <clears throat> My mother and the three sisters came out from Nebraska for the wedding. They came out on a bus. And my brother would have been here, but he was in Germany uh, in the Army. So I had a wedding. It was in the Baptist Church in Compton, where I had been attending service. Um, My apartment was just across the street where I had been living for the last year. I didn't know that. And uh, so we went there uh, and that's where some of the girls got dressed was in my apartment. And then we just walked to the church and I had four attendants. My sister-in-law, Betty, and her husband, Palmer. My cousin, Phyllis, and her husband, Norman. And Henry's cousin, Walt, or Wally, and his wife, Terry. And my sister-in-law, Levina, and her husband, Leon. Levina was my maid of honor, and Leon was the best man for age. Um, we had a, we were married on a Sunday at three o'clock in the afternoon. 
we had a reception, cake and punch reception at the church. My sister Linda had the guest book that people signed when they came in the church. Um, Ruth and Julie helped my cousin Bonnie. At that time, the tradition was to have all your gifts unwrapped and displayed on a table. So they unwrapped the gifts and set them up and displayed them. Then we went back to my aunt's house and that's where we changed. I left the wedding gown because I had borrowed it for my cousin. It's a gorgeous gown. It is so, because you guys were married in 1959. It is the perfect, I think, 50s style dress that's on the cusp of changing. I'm only saying this because I watch a gazillion Project Runways and I think I know about fashion. But your father was passed away at this point. Your brother was in Germany. So I know some women, they have like the husband-to-be walk down the aisle and meet them. You didn't. You had which uncle walk you down? My Uncle Arnold. Uncle Arnold. Bonnie and Phyllis's dad? Yes. Yes, I got this. Um, and then the pastor wasn't too happy with you because you had already changed some stuff. Do you remember? Well, yes, because all my couple, uh, all the attendants were married. I wanted, or we wanted them when the, except for the maid of, I mean the, yeah, maid, uh, maid of honor and uh, the best man. Best man. We wanted the couples to walk down the aisle with their significant other. Yeah. <laughs> and the pastor gave us a lot of static about that. It just wasn't done that way. And we said, well, we want it that way. And that's the way it was. Nowadays, or soon afterwards, then it became the thing. Every, all the couples, a lot of couples were doing it that way. But, so I guess we started a tradition. You were the trendsetter. Then, um, after the wedding, which was about five o'clock, then we, the family took care of cleaning the church up and packing our gifts up and everything and taking them, bringing them down here. To where we were going to live. In yeah. California. In Cal yeah. Just, my wedding was in Compton, California. I lived at Paramount with my aunt and uncle. Um, I, my aunt and uncle lived at Paramount. And I was moving down to Costa Mesa. And they, that's where the family brought the gifts. But we left. We had our wedding night dinner. And I, we, we stopped in a German place. And we started going in the door. We just didn't like the loud music and the smell of the food. So we turned around and we went to the Anaheim Bowling Alley and had our wedding night dinner there. And then we left, went to a grocery store and bought um, food supplies because we were going to a cabin up in Big Bear. Well, on the way, there was a fire up in Big Bear. So we had to keep pulling over to let the fire trucks go by. We finally got up to the cabin and we could not find a light switch in the bedroom. <laughs> Sorry. We did not find it until when we were leaving and it was in a very weird, weird place across the room from where the door was behind a dark curtain. <laughs> 
that's such odd placement for any electrician, I think, to wire a thing. And especially if you guys were renting this cabin, you'd think, oh, hey, by the way. No, it was a family cabin. Oh, okay. It belonged to the Sturgers brothers. Oh, I didn't know that. So. That was kind of funny, though. So what did you guys do? Did you just, like, okay, at 7 o'clock, we're going to go in, and my pillow is here, and and my toothbrush is over, and just brush your teeth in the dark? Well, I think the bathroom was. Oh, like down the hall? Yeah, down the hall. It was a kind of a. I think they had built the cabin. (laughs) So anyway, we were up there for Sunday night until we came home Wednesday. Okay, so Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. So, okay, like three, four days? Yeah, well, yeah. Two to three? Two full days. What? Did you guys build snowmen? Oh, there was no snow. Oh. Yeah, you just said it was hot. That was in Compton, so I wasn't sure if there was a little snow in August. Big Bear is up in the mountains. Mm Mm-hmm. So we we shopped around. We have uh, and drove around. Any pictures from that time? I don't think so. No selfies. No. Nana. I don't believe we took a, took a picture of a big bear. Well, okay, so because you came back, and part of your other honeymoon was driving. Yes. Well, we came home. We. Packed in for a trip to Nebraska and spent the day in our home in Costa Mesa. And then that night, that evening, probably about, well, we would have eaten here in Costa Mesa. And then we drove up to Paramount again. And we picked up my mother and uh, my three sisters, and we were going to drive back to Nebraska. Well, Again, at that time, there was no air conditioning in cars. So when you're going to go through the desert, you didn't leave until about 9 o'clock at night. And then you drove all night to get through the desert before it got terribly hot again. It still was pretty warm in Las Vegas, as I remember. Because I know in certain parts here in California... I think we call it maybe the grapevine or the canyon or something, but I know when we've gone out to solving or we've gone out someplace, Auntie or Bub or myself or Henry, we've had to turn off the air conditioning. And people who do not, you see them on the side of the road because their cars have died. Mm-hmm. And they tell you, you're going to turn your air conditioning off for X amount of miles. Right. But I couldn't imagine driving, you know, c- trying to beat the heat because even in the desert areas, at night, it's still hot. I mean, it cools off a lot at like three in the morning, but then it heats back up again. And you also, at that time, there was a special bag you bought, and you could hook it to the front of the car, so you had water if you did overheat. I didn't know that. And for several years, our trips to Nebraska, we had a, the bag of water. Bub was also a great packer of cars. There was no, and hotel carts or trolleys. That man, he has taught a generation after generation after generation how to put, you know, you don't think it can fit. And he's like, oh, there's always room. (laughs) So anyway, Bob was used to, to, uh, I never had made a trip across the country in a car. And Bob's family was used to just driving straight through. But in this case, 
there were two drivers. There was Bub and there was me with a learner's permit. I wish that my brothers were here to share their little stories about your driving. <laughs> but I was a good driver. But Yes, yes. I just remember being lost with you when I was like four. I'm tired That's of another being lost. story. It is, but continue. Anyway, um, continuing. So Henry drove. After we left Vegas, I don't know how far we were. Probably over into Utah. And it was about probably three o'clock in the morning, maybe four. And he said, I, I can't drive anymore. So he pulled the car over. I got in the driver's seat. He crawled in the back seat and went to sleep. My mother was terrified. She, I don't think she shut her eyes on that whole trip. You're driving too fast. Slow down. You're too close to the edge. You're over the line, which I wasn't, but she seemed to think I was. You're going too fast. I don't know how he can sleep, but she'd look over her shoulder and, and look at Henry. And I drove for probably two or three hours, and then he woke up and took over again. And we drove all the way home that way. He'd drive a big stretch, then he'd get sleepy. He'd crawl in the back and go to sleep. My mother immediately would become very alert, and I would drive until he woke up again. What would your sisters do? They talked. We talked back, you know, and they were, they didn't seem to be scared. I was going to say, did your mom ever drive with Julie? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably. Because she had a trip back to see her. I love that you're still defending yourself all these years later, 62 years later, which I wasn't. I believe you. You're a very, when you drove, you were a very good driver. Yes. I know my grandkids will tell a different story. Some of your grandkids. Some of my, the, the male. The male. Section of my grandkids <laughs> will tell a different story, but, uh. Melissa would maybe complain about Bub taking her picture when she was asleep from that youth event. And Uncle Wes always liked to take pictures of people sleeping. Yeah. Well, your your sister, um, Melissa, she had been at an all-night slumber party at the church. And Bub went to pick her up. There was also a sale, a yard sale. And there was some kind of a goose. It was a big duck thing. And he bought it for her for like 25 cents. Yeah, she wanted it. He bought it for her. So she was sitting in the front seat of his Mustang car, clutching that duck. duck. And she immediately went to sleep as soon as she got in the car, he said. And she was so cute that he took her picture before he woke her up when we got home. And she was very indignant and said it was a very rude thing to do to take some, somebody's picture when they were asleep. Bob would always sing in the car. Did he sing on your trip back to Nebraska? Oh, yes. I was going to say, I can't imagine him driving and not singing. Maybe when he was tired, but even then, he would always, we would go to the Wendy's on 17th and we would sing in the jungle together mm. and he would always bat his eyelashes at the Wendy's lady and insist that's why he got the discount. Not because he was a senior, but because he fluttered his eyelashes. Um, he, uh, 
No, he loved music. Oh, yeah. And he loved, uh... Well, as he would say, good music. Good music. Good music. He did not like the... After the... Beatles? Yeah. That... That era. Music, what, probably the 60s to the... After the late 60s, he never really cared for modern music. No. And for, as far as, like, gospel and praise, he didn't like it when it would repeat over and over and over and over. And that's something I have found my mom. Like, one song, it's not a praise song, but it, the singer, she goes, I'm holding on for the night, on for the night, on for the night. And she honestly says it about 15 times. And about once or twice, my mom's gone, okay, I get it, you've held on, and she'll skip the song. <laughs> and that reminds me of Bub, because Bub would be like, okay, I get it. Yeah. And he... um I think he really preferred um, this the old-fashioned gospel hymns. Yes. Onward Christian Soldiers was one of his favorite. Is that the one that the, uh, from the grave he rose? No, it's Onward Christian Soldiers. That's I'm blanking on it, Grandma. I'm not being... Onward Christian Soldiers go forward. They will go, go or something go. like that. Mark. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Didn't we sing that at his service? Yes. We closed it with that. That's right, because he loved that one. He, nope. I'm mixing it with the Easter one. <laughs> <laughs> he liked that he one. He liked too. that one, too. <laughs> but, um. Did your mom like that music? She was not, she liked the hymns, I think, but. And she played the piano. Um, I didn't know your mom played the piano. Mm-hmm. Did you? A little bit. Is that why we had a piano at 353? I guess Dad just thought we needed one. Christy, we got that so Christy and Lori can have lessons. We, I mean, all of us kids played that piano. And then it got to go to a good new home. The guy that purchased it from, or he got it from, we gave it away. But he uses it in um, old Hollywood films. And he was so excited to get your piano. It was beautiful. That one key was always out, though. Yeah. I think we've gotten off the subject here. but <laughs> Oh, well, people love us anyways. And if they could say yes, they'd be saying yes. I mean, we're at about 18 minutes now, 1830. So any last things about your honeymoon? Well, let's see. When we got to St. Paul, um, the women in uh, the church that my mother attended had a surprise wedding shower for me. <gasps> They did? And I got a lot of neat hand, like pillowcases and dish towels and those kind of things. Like the blue towel that has the bee on it? Was that a wedding gift? Oh. My mother gave me that later. Well, I'll still pretend. Anyway, um, another thing, we we were driving a Fairlane 63 Ford car, so it had a good-sized back seat. And there was a cedar chest that was my grandmother's. It had been given to her by her husband on their 25th wedding anniversary, I think. And because I had the same name as she does, I inherited the cedar chest when she passed away. And so we put it on the back seat of the because you didn't have the three girls and your mother. Not coming home. It was just the two of us. Yeah. 
And so we, um, that made it, it was full of the wedding gifts. gifts that we had got. And then in Grand Island, we shopped, we found a um, clothes hamper for dirty clothes and a trash can, a matching set. They were, it was padded, uh, white padded around the edges. It had a lid. And so we bought that. And we, it's still in my closet here. I don't use it as, as a clothes hamper anymore, but it's full of blankets. And we use that as a clothes hamper at, uh, in our blue house, as we call it, until we moved. I was thinking, if we had to create like a, you know, there's a food pyramid and the different layers of the pyramid mean something. If you were to have a pyramid of the Bairds, I think it would be family, talking, desserts, and then food, and then blankets. I'd, I've yet to meet a Baird that doesn't have a million blankets. Uh, I guess so. Did you guys get any blankets for your wedding? Because uh, you just said... The- five or six. <laughs> Only five or six. Did, like handmade crocheted ones? All bought. Oh. But, okay. I know we're a little over time, but there's that, it's like a, they call it Aaron White now, A-R-Y-A-N or something, but it's a off-white ivory, and it, Melissa calls it the real crocheted blanket. It's how you've seamed up the sides, you know, the one I'm talking about, and it has fringe on the bottom. Was that crocheted for your wedding? No, I crocheted that. When? Oh, years ago. It was a gift for my mother. For your mother. And she used it. Until she passed and then you got it back. Yes. Like I made Wes one and I got it back. Right. <sighs> I didn't know that. I thought that was honestly for your wedding. No. Well then. The, the only crocheted one we got was the one my mother did. Which and was it was that? green and black. And it was zigzag stitch. <gasps> that one was your mother's? Uh-huh. And I still have it. Yes. Scrabbly, so yes. I don't use it. But no. I still have it. And she said she would never make another one in the summertime. I believe it. Because it was made as one big piece and it was so hot. The last thing I'll end with for our audience is that I just found, you made me a blanket. You crocheted it back when I was around 12 to 14. I can't quite remember, but I've always been really, really tall. And Nana doesn't remember making it, but it's blue and teal. Sorry, purple and teal. And it fits Nana's king size bed now. It's imperfect. It, one seam was undone, and I just quickly... Nana left it long enough tails in her work that I could just fix it up with the blanket yarn. And it was really cool. I'll send pictures if people want to see. And I have no remembrance of making it, but it has my special border on it, so I know I did it. And the really thick, sti- big stitches. Your mother had a very tight stitching, and you've always been loose right sir than your mom yes so fun times how much tea do you have left about an eighth of a cup see perfect now we'll just brew you a cup of tea and do an episode per cup all right we will talk to you guys soon sooner rather than later we love you bye bye